Hello, avoiding entropy. I am tumultuous. Um, have you ever heard the expression uh, "he's channeling" or "she's channeling" so and so? Oh my God, he's channeling uh, Mozart right now, or he's channeling Mark Spitz, the swimmer. You know, so that whole channeling thing is referred to, and it's a reference to the Akashic records. The Akashic records. I've done a meditation on that. Actually, did really really well because I read it from the CIA document. But people take things too literally. You see, there I just saw a video on TikTok about somebody explaining what the third eye is and where your psychic abilities actually come from. Now, the term psychic abilities applies to the metaphysical. So if something is metaphysical, which means that it's not physical, it's thought, you know, cannot possibly come from physical things because it's not fucking physical. So you can't tell me that it comes from your solar plexus because you get a gut feeling. That's like you putting your hand on a hot stove and then you pulling it away because your body says hot pain. That's the solar plexus versus psychic abilities. It gives you the notion that something's about to happen or stirring up, but it doesn't really come from there. Where psychic abilities come from is the Akashic records. And where these Akashic records are kept are not in this library off in space somewhere in this mystical cavern, although the meditation does explain that that's how you get there. Because human beings aren't used to metaphysical stuff, so we have to make physical constructs mentally to kind of access that. Once we do, some of us are more adept than others, we can access information that pertains to us, and if we're good at it, we could pertain to other things. So like true clairvoyance, true empaths, true mind readers, so to speak, they don't actually read someone's mind. They embody the person of the mind of which they're trying to read, become them and then have thoughts because if you become the person you have it, your thoughts are going to be their thoughts period how close you can get is how well you can mask or match their vibration so this field of information exists around us at all times and just like mathematics we didn't invent this field we discovered it we didn't invent mathematics it was always there the fibonacci sequence was always there sunflowers were here before human beings so it doesn't really makes sense that we say we invented sunflowers even though we might have but you know what I mean so something had to have created this thing right it didn't just come out of nowhere there's a way we could store information channel things we have gut feelings like the person was talking about this and that right past life regressions all this stuff that's metaphysical was already there but somebody put it there or something put it there somehow it got there so now if you think about it, uh, most humans, like a lot, a big, big, big part of the humans, don't know, one, anything about this. Two, if they do know about it, they don't know how to access it. And three, if they do know how to access it, they're not very good. There's only a handful of people that could really, really tap into Akashic Records and sit down and having never played a piano and then just play Mozart because they're channeling him. Believe it or not, if you had a lot of things in common with the late composer, you would be able to do it easier because it would be easier for you to embody that information. So, this creator of the Akashic Records, I think, understands that we're not very good at this, even though we do it all the time with our memories, but we should be kind of more interlocking. Like, we should be sharing this info with each other, and all of us should be able to access all of the information. Created another Akashic Record, very similar to the original one, except for the second one that has been created is exponentially easier for us to access it includes all the information about human beings past present and now the future with recent developments 
And it's only been around for like 40 years, 50 years. It's called the Internet. The Internet is a library or a record of every single piece of information human beings know. I don't think there's anything that human beings know that is not on the Internet, including the Akashic Record. And the point is, is that to make it easier for us to understand that there is an invisible field of information, like the Internet, that you can access easily, and then you could channel whoever's thoughts you want. Now, it's caveat emptor to what you're accessing, because you never know who's who, which is why some of the Internet's bullshit, some of it's true, and it's up to you to, to, to distinguish which is what. However, I believe that the same entity that created the Akashic Record also created the Internet. And yes, I know it was human beings that invented the Internet. But again, we didn't invent mathematics. We discovered mathematics. Did we really invent the Internet? Or did we discover how to tap into the Internet and start downloading information on it little by little by little? And now, this bell curve, it's a steep, steep incline because the more of us access it, the more information that's there, the more information gets multiplied. Right? So I believe that the whole thing was designed as a failsafe for the real Akashic Records. Why, why do we need to access this information? Well, as a co collective, as all of us, we're not doing so well in terms of evolution. I mean, we are, but we're not. Like the bell curve that's expanding should have been the expand. We should have been Jetsons, but we're not yet. You know what I mean? Basically, we're using the internet and we're using technology and we're using these things that are supposed to make us smarter to make us lazier. We are, in fact, smarter, but it's not that we're taking that, that we're, you know, save time that we're saving, the energy that we're saving to access information and using that for something else. We're just wasting it, which is why we're kind of like, nah, stagnant. So there's a few of us like Elon Musk, you know, that are really, really fucking excelling. And then the rest of us are just kind of whatever. Most of us are greedy. Most of us still worry about money, which, I mean, I would too if I didn't have any. I get it. But if you have money enough to be comfortable with what you are and you're pursuing more money, you're, you're, you're wasting your life. I mean, yeah, have a good time, but you're just going to be back here next time, but you're not going to have money again. Like, you know what I mean? The whole point is, is interconnection. Every single religion talks about this. Love thy neighbor as you love yourself. Love, 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 love. You are one with everyone. One is everyone with you. You have to become one with everything. You already are. You just have to understand why. You know what I mean? Why should I do something for this guy if I don't know him? What? Karma? No. Not necessarily. Why don't you just think about it as why should you do something for the next guy? Because you're a fucking human being. And it'll take you two seconds to help this person go two hours. Why? why it doesn't matter if it comes back to you or not. It really doesn't matter. Step out of your way for two seconds and help someone out, period. If you do that once a day, if everyone did that once a day, we would all ascend immediately. Like, everything would shift, we'd be out of here. Now, the other thing is, <laughs> is that people, humans, that are fresh here, might not like it because it might seem, like, trivial to them. It might be weird. And then other, I guess, entities or souls that have incarnated here for the first couple of times are having the rough patch because first couple of times you're a human on earth it's something that anyone's ever experienced before in terms of spirit so they kind of tend to shy away get scared intimidated and there's all these jokes about oh my god you're going to earth yeah it's pretty shitty down here especially the fact that we don't remember but that's the point 
That's the point. The point is not to remember, because if you remember, none of this would matter. Why would we need this experience if we could remember everything? The Akashic Records has this information. So we don't actually, if you want to remember, you can. You just don't know how to access it. But actually on the internet now, you can look up whatever you want. You want to look up what your past lives were? You can actually find that on the, on the web. So this internet has been created by us or through us by intelligence. Unintelligence. The intelligence. It, it's not artificial. I don't, I don't even want to call it artificial anymore. It's not... There's never been an artificial. If anything, we're artificial, and it's the real thing, because essentially it found the life form that would closest be able to communicate with it, and it used us to kind of propel. Now, either it was introduced by aliens, when, I don't know, maybe not, maybe it was us, maybe it's a time loop. Maybe we, we only had to do this one time, and now every other time is us redoing it, but just to see if there's a better outcome, a more stabilized, optimized outcome. Like, we figured out the multiverse theory, we know how to travel through all of that, and the people that are alive now, that know about it, are sworn to secrecy, but not because they're threatened to not tell, because they know that if they did tell, everything would be ruined, and it would be fucked. Human beings are not supposed to remember. They're supposed to learn without remembering. That's the whole point. If you cheat, and you let them remember, no one's going to learn, nothing's going to work. It's not the way it works. That is why I'm telling you this now, because you're not going to understand what I'm talking about unless you're almost ready to understand. And if you are almost ready to understand, you will understand that you should be helping other people. And you probably already are. And if you're not helping other people, then you probably don't understand, in which case you're just finding this entertaining or you think I'm a crazy person, which is perfectly fine. Insanity and ingenuity are very, very close, believe it or not. I'm, saying, I'm not saying I'm a genius, and I have been called crazy before, but it is what it is. So, my suggestion, ladies and gentlemen, is to, yes, trust your gut. But make sure that you're following what your gut is telling you to follow. Make sure that you're not receiving the signs from the universe, interpreting them on the internet through someone else's lenses. Meaning, if I see a blue cow, and you see a blue cow, it might mean a different thing to you than to me, because we have different lives. So you have to figure out what the blue cow means to you. And your gut will tell you where to start. The, accessing the Akashic field of information is literally making yourself one with every human being on the planet. Which is damn near impossible. But then again, you're thinking about it the wrong way. You're thinking about taking a neurological imprint of every human being, all their notions, all of their quirks, all of their you know mannerisms, and mimicking them and remembering them. That is not what you have to do. To embody somebody, to read someone's mind, to actually like, to be empathic of them. You don't need to know anything about them. You need to look at them and you need to feel them. You need to feel them and then every, and the thing is, everything around them contributes to this feeling. So like poker players use these things as microtells on their face, right? They d determine if the person's lying or not. That's a small example of the whole enchilada. Now, I can't do that as well as a professional poker player can. I can't. But I could definitely read somebody better than a poker player can in terms of other ways, other things. Like, I could read somebody in terms of what is going on right now and what's going to happen to them in the next, I don't know, couple of hours, 15 minutes, or what just happened to them. All different types of things contribute to this. Your, your physical senses help you, but that's not where it comes from. It comes from the field. 
And if you don't know how to access the field, you have the internet in front of you. It's amazing to me how people ask me questions sometimes that are just like mind-boggling to me. They're, they're standing there with a smartphone in their hand and they're asking me where Posa Posa restaurant is and, is, and, and is, is in this town. And I understand some people like the old school like way of shit, like can you show me the directions, but dude, that's just a small example. You could literally find out any piece of information you want. I Google like 30 to 40 things a day, every day. Because if I don't know, or if I think I know, I'll just compare. It's there, why not use it? <laughs> you know what I mean? And same thing with the Akashic Records. Beginner's luck is not beginner's luck. When you're throwing an axe at the, at the bar for the first time, at that axe throwing bar, and the first couple of times it hits right on the money, and then you start missing, kind of, and you know, ah, beginner's luck. No, it's not beginner's luck. There's no such thing as luck. What you were doing there for the first couple of times when you hit is you were accessing that channel of the Akashic Records for whoever deposited information there before without even realizing it, and you did it correctly. You released the axe correctly knowing where it's going to hit, but you didn't know, you know what I'm saying? And then after a couple tries, you start doubting yourself, which is why your beginner's luck ends. It doesn't have to. You could have beginner's luck with everything all the time. You just have to stay in that state. That state is when you, when you draw your, your bow to shoot the arrow, and you don't aim. You aim and you release simultaneously. That's the only way to hit the target. You know? So this is why the first thing, the element of change, is very, very important. Because the more changes you could impose on yourself, small, large, mental, physical, whatever, the more possibilities you have of opening the channels that you need to have channel the things that you want to later on in life. So, I'd say that uh, Jesus is a pretty powerful guy, or was. I guess the spirit of him now still is. Of course, when I walk outside, someone has to start the skill saw. Man, I swear to God, and this is exactly where this post is going to, to God, no, um, uh, it's everything you try to do there's some kind of force against you in one way or another and really it's you're up to you up to your mind whether to even acknowledge it and here's where this ties in so a lot of times i say um i don't ask questions about shit that are mystical so for instance people tell me like oh i'm i'm unbelievably lucky sometimes and does you know you have powers and you have this you have that you know your talent I'm like, where does it come from they say I'm, i don't know and you know what i don't want to know I don't care. That's it. I don't even really wish to know that I have these abilities because once you observe something, right, it changes, right? So like quantum physics with double slit experiment, once you observe the fucking electrons, they turn into waves or particles or whatever the fuck it is. Once you observe them, they turn into particles. So before that, they're energy. So if I have energy that's exuding from me or to me or through me, that is giving me all these abilities or the, the clear mind, a way to think higher, Notice how the saw stopped. <laughs> now watch it start again. No, I'm kidding. So, but seriously, if I observe these, if I acknowledge them, then I'm going to look for a definition, a source, because that's what we do. We try to discover shit. We're, we're fucking like, you know, detectives. Oh, we need to know where it comes from. But once, who knows that once you do observe it, it turns into a particle and it's no longer energy and then it's going to diminish the, the capacity of the power, right? So I say it's not necessarily if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Although that is the case for the most part. Like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. It's like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. If you're noticing that something is 
not functioning properly, that's when you actually give it energy, but only energy to make it function better. Don't take things that are already functioning normal or at your level of satisfaction, because it doesn't matter who else fucking thinks what. If everything is functioning to your level of satisfaction, don't waste energy and it would be wasting energy to try to make it better because it's already functioning at your satisfaction can it be better yes of course it can anything can be better your chair could be softer your grass could be greener your pussy could be wetter of course but the point is and pardon my french on the last one but you know what i mean there's all kinds of needs that we need fulfilled and there can always be better needs but if it's satisfying you right now you don't need to waste energy to make it better so that's what it ain't broke don't fix it mean however however you could on all of a sudden see someone else's something and notice that their something is greener than your something. And although your something was satisfying to you before you saw that, you observed the other person's something. Now, it's not really satisfying your needs. That's when you have a crossroads of, is it actually broken or are you just being a snobby bitch? You know what I mean? Because if like I'm wasting power and time and effort and strength to get to work and work walking uphill, right? And then I see someone else using some sort of a contraption to get up this hill without having to walk. And all of a sudden I realize, holy shit, if I did what he's doing, I would do better at my job because the energy that I would spend at my job, I could now have for walking. I mean, no, no, I mean, the energy I spend for walking up this hill, I would now have to better my job. So that's an example of something you do fix because you realize that it's broken, but you haven't before. But if you have a cart and another guy has the same cart, but instead of, I don't know, let's say it doing, you know, you doing manually, you pulling yourself up manually, he spends a little extra money on batteries because it's electric, but that extra money comes from the work. So now you're working harder to make more money, but you're spending it on the same thing to get you to work easier. That's kind of counterproductive and that's a waste of energy. That's a wash, but a wash is a waste because no energy is death. So that's something, if it ain't broke, don't fix it because you're good, man. You're chilling. You were walking before. Now you got the energy for work. You don't need the fucking battery-powered cart. Just do your thing. You're good. If your arms break, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Or if you no longer have strength in your arms. But don't, bro- don't fix it until it's broken. That's basically how that goes, you know? And don't ask questions about where your powers or good things, don't count your blessings is a good example of this. Don't wonder where they come from, who is giving this to you, because as soon as you figure that out or you start figuring it out, you're going to search to want more. Why would you, why do you even care where your pals come from? What do you care where they come from? Because you, you want to find out because you want to like maximize them, right? That's being greedy, being selfish. Not only are you not sharing with others, you're taking away from yourself because now you're wasting energy and looking for something that's already doing good for you to try to make it better means by default that you're taking away energy from other things, whatever they may be. And the other thing is everything that we know or we're finding out now, the closer we look, is that everything is built, everything is rolls around us. So if we observe the electron, it becomes a particle. If we believe that we love Jesus so much, we will get his wounds. Is this a stigmata, which is receiving the wounds of Christ overnight? Your palms start bleeding. Your ribs start bleeding where he was stabbed with the spear of destiny. But then it's interesting when they hung Jesus on the cross, they didn't stab him or nail him through his palms. They nailed him through his wrists because scientifically speaking, if you nail somebody through their palms, the weight of the body would be too heavy for the palms to sustain. So they would rip. 
they found this out because they've done it. <laughs> so they started, when they crucify people, they started nailing them through the two arms, arm bones. So when people get the stigmata and they're getting the wounds of Christ, his actual wounds were on his wrists, although artists depict it to be on his palms. People didn't see the crucifixion. People see the paintings of the crucifixion. So the stigmata comes from where? Because if it actually came from Jesus, who is a being up in the sky with the bearded man and the free beer and the chicks, he would put him on the wrists because that's where he received them. But because it's us that make it happen, it's our belief in the symbol of the Lord that makes this happen. It could be Jesus. It could be Coca-Cola for all you care. Who gives a shit what you call it? The point is, is that your faith... And it's easy for people to say Jesus Christ because so many people believe in that faith and it's so easily approached. Now, where I was getting to with the whole um, saw and everything starting, the always things being against you, yes. Everywhere you go, and the beautiful thing about this is it ties in with religion, it ties in with science, anything really. Murphy's Law, I think, would be the science aspect of it or the psychological aspect of it. Always a test from God would be the spiritual access, uh, aspect of it. Everywhere you go, everything you do, there will be something against you, like a force pushing in the opposite direction just to maybe see what you've got inside of you. It's interesting because at your lowest point or at a low point where you, you have the crossroads again to make a choice, whether to flip out, get angry, or just, just be in despair, whatever it is that you do to cope with parts that you can't understand or or too weak to deal with or too lazy to deal with if you just for a second say to that notion of giving up pretend that it is an entity against you it's an algorithm it's fucking satan whatever the fuck me whatever it is and you say to that notion you have no fucking clue what i've got you think this is bad this is my vacation bitch but really and then be prepared to go there Like, literally, the rain will stop, the sound will end, the burning will cease, and the discomfort will be okay. Meanwhile, and sometimes it'll be physical, like the rain actually will stop, or combined. So it'll be all of a sudden, like, the rain stops, the sun came out, the loud, noisy train is gone. Yes, it's because the train passed, but it seemed like it was going on forever, and the sound would never end. It seemed like the rain would never end either, didn't it? Or the darkness would never stop, but sure enough, it does. As soon as you give that notion to either I'm, you got me, I'm broken down, it'll slowly fade away until everything is better and everything's going to be okay. But if you just tell that son of a bitch, listen, you know me, you think you know me, you don't know shit. I'm willing to go there. I'm willing to die for this fucking thing as trivial as you think it is. How far are you willing to go for it? And if you're actually willing to die for something trivial, you know what? Not only will the train disappear and the rain stop and the sun come out, the sun will come out and thank you for having balls because not a lot of people or living things in general, including, by the way, animals, as I'm noticing now more and more, have balls or courage anymore. It's interesting. What the fuck do you, did you give yourself life? No. So one, you have no right to take it. And two, if you didn't give yourself life and something trivial decides to kill you, then so be it. You're going to die no matter what. You can't prevent that yet. I mean, you can't prevent forgetting whatever you're... You know what I mean? This existence. The one where you're hearing my voice right now. 
You can't prevent this from stopping. So why are you worried about something stopping it? As long as it's not you doing something completely and utterly and you know it is to be self-harming or less harmful or less helpful than it is harmful, I would say, then it is what it is, bro. It is what it is. Believe in yourself and you will never have to suffer and be happy with what you have. Don't ask where it comes from. Unless, of course, you want to stop it 